Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Game Time with Manny. In this episode, we will be talking about the Nintendo Switch. Um, recently, they Nintendo uh, did their presentation where they gave a lot of the info about the Switch, uh, including like what it will really do, uh, price, uh, release date, things like that. Um, and some of the launch games, uh, they showed a bunch of games, including some that will probably not be out for, like, a year or more, uh, and I ha- I-, I have many thoughts. As an avid Nintendo fan, I have many, many, many thoughts on this, um, and I thought, what better way to get out all of my thoughts about the Nintendo Switch than to record a podcast about it? And so, without further ado... It's game time. So when I was younger, um, I would rely on my parents to buy me most of my video game consoles and video games themselves, or I would like work odd jobs for them and do like chores and odds and ends and stuff like that. Um, And so I think I got every console given to me up until the... GameCube. So I the GameCube was the last one that I received as a gift. Um and I remember reading in Nintendo Power thinking how cool the Wii was uh when they initially announced that concept. I back then was naive and thought that motion controls would be really cool. Uh but more so I just I have a lot of faith in Nintendo and I have a lot of personal investment in Nintendo. So I, I've probably talked about it on here before, somewhere on the internet before, but my first video game console was a Super Nintendo and it was given to me uh as a present and I remember going home and playing the original Super Mario Brothers, uh, as it is in Super Mario All Stars, and like playing with my mom and my dad who like don't play video games or do anything like that um and I still have those fond memories of like them being able to get into it and that is one of the things that I still think is cool about Nintendo um in that video games have become a lot more complex as time has gone on and they have become more and more like there are video games for people who play video games like a, a lot of the games that I play now have like deep mechanics and a lot of button presses and things like that that the average person who doesn't really play a lot of video games would not be able to easily pick up on um whereas I feel Nintendo still tries tries is the keyword it doesn't always end up working out but they try to do things that the average consumer would be able to get into. Um, And while that doesn't always happen, uh, and it's not always necessarily the case, like I'm not here saying Nintendo only makes games for uh, people who aren't into video gamers, but like the quote-unquote hardcore gamer can get a lot out of Nintendo games too. But the most important thing that I think about when I think about Nintendo games is that they are fun. And now, that sounds a little weird uh, because I do play video games to have fun, but at some point, um, 
it became not just about having fun. Like, sometimes when I get, like, a big, expansive game and, like, an open world, I feel more compelled to do all the content because I paid $60. Uh, And this isn't always the case, but it, it happens on occasion. Uh, where you feel compelled, like, oh, I pay, I paid for this, I, I have to see all the content. Um, whereas, like, a lot of the time when I will put in a Nintendo game, I will not feel that way, and I'll just be like, this is fun. And I, when I think about that feeling of just, like, a game being genuinely fun and, like, making me smile and things like that, the one that comes to mind uh, most recently is uh, Super Mario galaxy well i guess it happened with super mario 3d world on the wii also but like or or the wii u sorry i i remember super mario galaxy and the original wii like playing that and just like being like you know this is why i got into video games like this is this is fun and like it's just a pure fun experience and part part of that may be tied to the fact that i have nostalgia for mario and things like that but i also think that nintendo is just they try to innovate whether or not they succeed, most of the time in recent years they have not, but they, they try to do exciting things and they try to do fun things. Um, so, th- so that brings us to modern day where like the Wii, the Wii took off for them in a way that I don't think anyone ever expected. Uh, it caught the general public in a way that I don't think Nintendo ever expected. Uh, having Wii Sports bundled in with that system to show how the motion controls work was brilliant, and that like basically caught the world on fire. Um, I, I know tons of people who got Wii's, uh, that never, ever would normally play video games just to, just to have it as, like, a Wii sports machine, but I, personally, I paid for that. It was the first console that I paid for with my own money. Uh, I did not pre-order it. I slept outside of a Toys R Us with my dad, uh, and a couple of my friends to get it. Um, and a lot of people, when they hear me say that, they, like, make fun of it, and they're like, oh, you got a Wii, and, like, uh, such a shitty casual system, and you know what? I think the Wii is great. Um, I don't think it caught, I don't think it caught, like, it caught the general public on fire, but it did not do very well with the, like, uh, game enthusiasts, video game enthusiasts, uh, but that is not 100% Nintendo's fault, uh, because there was a lot of stigma associated with it, and that they were, there was a ton of shovelware and a bunch of garbage on there, but there were also a bunch of very good games, like, Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Galaxy 2 are incredible, um, I didn't really like Skyward Sword, but I mean, it is a Zelda game of a certain level of quality, Twilight Princess came out with that system, uh, and yeah, I do not regret waiting outside to get the Wii, and it was the first console I ever bought with my own money, and then since then I've followed it, essentially every console that's come out, I bought a 3DS when it came out, I bought a PS4, I bought an Xbox One, a PS4 Pro, a Nintendo 3DS XL, uh, basically anything that come out, has come out since the Wii, I... I have purchased myself, and the Wii kind of started that for me, so there's a soft spot in my heart for the Wii, but we are not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Nintendo Switch, which is Nintendo's brand new console that will be coming out on March 3rd, they announced um, in their press presentation for the Switch, um, and I... I 
I remember first seeing leaks about the Switch where people said that it was going to be both a handheld and you could put it into a dock and it would be like a home console and it would do both and essentially replace the Wii U and the... 3DS. Uh, Nintendo now seems to be backpedaling on that a little bit, where they're kind of saying, like, no, it's basically just replacing the Wii U and not really the 3DS, but I don't necessarily think that's the right approach to take, but I will get to that later. Um, But essentially, those rumors did come to fruition, and the Switch is a handheld device that is basically like a thinner version of the Wii U tablet, and it can be undocked and played uh, out and about, but the battery life will be very short. Uh, it depends on the game, but they have said that generally it will last about three hours. So not exactly super portable, um, but it has like a generic USB-C charger. So you'll be able to charge it uh, easily, but still, I guess it depends on charging time and stuff like that, which since it's not out yet, no one knows that information. Um But that's not that big a deal to me, because generally I am not playing my 3DS or handhelds when I am out and about. I'm generally playing them while I'm at my house. Uh, I've always been a huge, huge fan of handheld games. I know not everyone feels the same, um, but they just, they try to do unique things. And when I first heard about the concept of the Switch, all I could think about was how the games that I love on handheld could finally be brought to a wider audience uh, because there are a lot of people who are like, oh, it's not a handheld, I'm not getting that, and it just kind of stagnates. And also handheld systems don't have as much horsepower as a console, so like, I feel like games like Ace Attorney uh, kind of get short shrift because they are like known as being a handheld franchise. And then people just end up not getting the exposure to them. So the Switch has the potential to do that. Um, And I I still think that after seeing it, uh, because it is technically a handheld and a console at the same time, a home console. So I think games like that will get their time to shine. I think that it will, if they make a Pokemon game on this thing, I think that will be incredible. uh, Because they tried their hand at making home console Pokemon games with... Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD on the GameCube, which I thought were amazing, but apparently they didn't because they'd never made any other ones, which I thought was kind of weird, but I Pokemon Coliseum was dope. XD, not so much, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It was just, it was average. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that this is the Nintendo console that I've always wanted because the problem that I have always seen in Nintendo is that they split their resources in two. They have their teams making games for either the 3DS or they have their teams making games for the Wii U in this scenario. Before, it would always be split between different consoles and handhelds like the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance or the GameCube and the DS, the Wii and the DS, things like that. Um, And when when I think about this and how it could go... It would be really amazing if Nintendo could just put every single developer they have at their disposal and have them exclusively make games for the Nintendo Switch. Now, I am more worried about this after listening to things Nintendo has said recently. Um, And that's what I was talking about kind of before. Whereas they kind of are trying to say that the 3DS is still going to exist and things are still going to keep coming out for it in a way that it is like things are still being actively developed for it and i i 
I don't think that's true, but if it is true, I think that is a terrible approach. Like, I'm trying to think, there's a Mario Sports Mix comes out this or in like two months for the 3DS, and then like the remake of Fire Emblem 2 comes out uh, in like May, and I don't know of any other 3DS games that are like at least first party Nintendo games that are announced and coming out after May of this year. Um, but it, it's just odd. And Nintendo tried to do the same thing when they announced uh, the DS. They tried to be like, oh, well, this is going to be the third pillar and we're not going to stop making Game Boy Advance things and oh, ho, ho, it'll still be fine. And then they immediately stopped making all Game Boy Advance products and Game Boy Advances. Uh, so I hope this is one of those things where they're like trying to like pretend like they're still going to keep making 3DS games. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the 3DS. Uh, but I do think that they need to focus all of their attention on the Switch because you can get the best of both worlds out of it. Um, and I think it's important because of how badly the Wii U tanked. Like, once again, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Wii U. I think it has some amazing games, but it has very few amazing games, and they're all Nintendo products. It's not like the PlayStation or the Xbox where there are a bunch of third-party developers getting in on the mix also. There's, like, nothing on the Wii U outside of Nintendo and, like, some early Ubisoft products. Uh, because the third party just, Nintendo has not cared since the GameCube, uh, especially because their devices since the GameCube have not been at parity with Sony and Microsoft's products. There is no real way for third party developers to easily make games for all three of those consoles because like in the case of like the Wii and the Wii U, they would have to basically make a brand new product, uh, and not just be able to port from PS4 and Xbox One because they are the Wii U and especially the Wii was nowhere near the the consoles at the time from the other two and it's it's just it's interesting to see Nintendo not finally like accept that they are not going to ever compete toe-to-toe with Sony and Microsoft graphically but they are trying to do what suits them best in their strengths and I think the Switch perfectly does that but I also think that they are kind of faltering, and I, I don't know what is going to end up happening with the Switch. Right now, it could go either way. I know I will love it, but I don't know that it will catch on in the way that they want and kind of need it to. Um, it's It's interesting because normally with each Nintendo console, there is like a specific... I, I guess I don't want to say gimmick, but it it is essentially a gimmick. Like they're all they all have a gimmick. Um, kind of starting with like the I mean I mean I guess the Game Boy even the Game Boy's gimmick was you can take it wherever you want. Uh, and then like the GameCube's gimmick was it had that handle and you could like take it wherever and it's a family friendly console. And then you have the Wii, and that's the Wii's gimmick was obviously motion controls. Then you had the 3DS's gimmick, which was 3D, and then you had the Wii U's gimmick, which was the tablet, and now you have the Switch, and the Switch's theoretical gimmick would be that it's both mobile and home console, but then in this presentation, Nintendo kind of like piled on a whole bunch of other gimmicks, like... It also has motion control, and, like, it also has, like, this weird IR sensor, 
It also has like NFC functionality. It also has a touchscreen. It it has so many different things. And like throughout this, they were talking about like, so for those who haven't seen it, when it's not docked, it is essentially basically like a thinner tablet and like there is like a left controller with like a an analog stick and some buttons and a right controller uh that has an analog stick and like what is essentially a d-pad but might as well just be buttons um and you kind of slide them on the side and they like click in and then you have like two joystick grips basically that you're playing the switch with um and then you can dock that uh into the dock that is connected with an HDMI cable to your TV and then you pull those like grips off and you can just use them like that or you can put them like on this weird kind of like square and just use it like a controller um and that's really cool and I think that will I I don't know that's really cool because like sometimes I might just want to like go upstairs really quick but not want to stop playing or something just to like grab a drink or start to cook something to eat and I could just pull it off the dock and go and bring it upstairs and I mean that's sort of like the Wii U experience as well where one of their whole things was you could you know play on the Wii U tablet while someone else needed to watch TV I mean that that's never an issue for me because the person who would want to be watching the TV while I was playing a video game would only be me. So that, so that was never really a thing that I had an issue with. And so that won't really be a thing here with the switch, but it it is cool. And they could make all kinds of games that will appeal to everyone. Uh, both people who super like the 3ds and people who super like the Wii U right now, uh, there will be games that appeal to them. But what I think is absolutely crippling for this thing at launch is that there are barely any launch games. Um, and that's crazy because it seems like Nintendo just cut the Wii U off cold Turkey, like sometime mid last year, there were like no releases for that thing. The most recent one that even comes to mind from like a whole entire year long period was the new paper Mario color splash game that was not super well received Uh, because of a lot of the issues with the battle system and things like that. Um, It it seemed like they had just jumped ship and gone right to the Switch, so you would, like, assume that that was happening. So a lot of people thought that when the Switch came out, it would be, like, just, like, a treasure trove of new releases, and that is not the case. So let let me read you from this list here. It comes out March 3rd. And uh, the system itself costs three hundred dollars, which I guess is an important thing to say. Uh, most people thought it was going to cost two fifty, um, which I believe the three DS launched at. Uh, and I'll, I see a lot of people online decrying the fact that it's fifty more dollars than they thought it was going to be, and that like it's the end of Nintendo and blah blah blah. But I, I mean, to be fair, the three DS was selling at two fifty, and then they had to cut it because it wasn't selling. Uh, the Switch is at least, like, also a home console, so there's a little bit more internal stuff that might make it cost more, but personally, I don't think $50 more is anything crazy, and most people who are gonna buy a Switch on launch day, probably gonna buy it no matter what cost it was anyways, but these, these are the launch games, so you're you're gonna spend $300 on this product, right? And... These are these are the games that are literally ports from other consoles. So you got Skylanders Imaginators, so the Activision product, the Skylanders, and you get all your sweet little toys and stuff. And 
I, I, Skylander seems like it's on the way out personally. So I, the Imaginator sold super, super, super poorly on every other console. So I can't imagine it's going to sell very well on the Switch when it's brand new. Um, and then Ubisoft, as always, getting in on the ground floor of a new console, and they're putting out Just Dance 2017, uh, which you could go buy on every other console. Uh, Square, for some reason, has decided to port the JRPG I Am Setsuna, made by their new studio, Tokyo RPG Factory. I actually played this on PS4 when it came out in the U.S. this past year, and I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, its whole thing was it was trying to be like Chrono Trigger, and you never really grow close enough to the characters, but uh, I don't know. It has a Chrono Trigger battle system. I recorded a whole podcast on I Am Setsuna, so you can go listen to that if you want to know more about that. Uh, and then it, finally, The Binding of Isaac is uh, the, the newest version, Afterbirth Plus, is coming out for the Switch. It was supposed to come out for like the Wii U and the 3DS, and like they ended up not being able to do that because of weird restrictions by Nintendo because it's an M-rated game. But then like it wasn't powerful enough anyways. So I get that's coming out. And I guess like, I, I don't really see that being like a huge seller on a Nintendo platform anyways, but who knows? And then you have, uh, I can't remember the name of the studio offhand. I had it in my head before this, but I've lost it now. Uh, they made a bunch of like weird indie games, world of goo, little inferno and human resource machine. And these are all like very old games that came out on steam a long time ago. And I guess, it's cool that they're going to release on the Switch on its launch day, but, like, also, who cares? Because World of Goo is, like, a dollar or less on every single Steam sale, and it could, like, run on a toaster. So so there's, like, no reason to get excited about any of this stuff. And then you have the three Switch-exclusive games that well, you can only get on the Switch. There is one being published by Konami, which I think is insane because Konami is still publishing a video game in the year 2017, uh, and that is Super Bomberman R., it is essentially just Bomberman, and they are like, this is some Bomberman-ass Bomberman from like the Super Nintendo days. Uh, everything I've seen of it, people say it runs super poorly, and the fact that it costs $50 when it should just be a downloadable title seems insane. Uh, but maybe they just think that since people are, need games at launch, they will they will buy this. I, I, I don't know. And, and then you have Nintendo's two games. Uh, that they're putting out first party games. The first one is called One Two Switch, which is basically uh, what I think is kind of as kind of like the Switch's version of Wii Sports. Uh, you kind of use like the the two joystick grip things. They're called Joy Cons, and um, you use them to like I I play really thin seeming mini games. Um, so they have they announced that they have these. They have special rumble called HD rumble, which sounds like the dumbest thing ever, but I, I guess it is high definition rumble. Um, like, whereas when I think of rumble on a game control, I just think of like it shakes and gives you some kind of feedback and generally it kind of sucks. Uh, but apparently from everything I've listened to, obviously I haven't used a switch myself yet. Uh, it actually feels really good, uh, on these joy cons and you can like get like minute details so w one of the mini games in one two switch is like you have to try to figure out how many metal balls there are uh and you can you like move the the joy con around and it will like make it seem like there are actually like a few metal balls there uh or the example they use in the presentation was like you could feel like it was an 
a glass with ice cubes in it. And, like, that sounds really cool in practice, but then, like, in actual usage, like, what game is going to use that other than this weird minigame collection? And anyways, you would expect that to be a pack-in game, but it is not. Uh, and it cost $50, and that was where I was out and definitely not buying 1-2-Switch. Thankfully, one of my friends bought a weird bundle that has it in there, so I will at least get to try it. Uh... But yeah, $50 for like what seems like the thinnest minigame collection humanly possible is crazy. And then you have the game that everyone cares about, that most people give a shit about, and that is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which if you have been paying attention, uh, you know that it was originally supposed to be the Wii U Zelda game, because that boy did not get one of its own yet. It only got HD re-releases of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and not to knock that i didn't really like twilight princess very much so playing an hd remake was not a top on my priority list and wind waker's hd re-release was actually like awesome it looks crazy in hd you should play the wind waker hd definitely uh but yeah so they they delayed breath of the wild uh which is kind of like a divergence from other zelda games it's like open world and has all these weird new mechanics uh and people originally thought it was because they just needed more time because it was like a departure and like kind of ambitious to have like a huge open world like that. Uh, but really the delay was because they needed to get it on the switch at launch. Um, and so th that is, that is happening. Uh, and it is coming out and like, but that, that is the only game at launch that like, I even give like a remote shit about. And to be fair, most launches of video game consoles suck. Like, they're usually pretty bad. So I guess, like, the fact that I can say the worst thing about this console is, like, there is a new full-fledged Zelda game that actually looks pretty cool and unique uh, is, like, that's not a knock. Like, that that's pretty cool. But, like, the rest of this list, like, what the fuck? It's actually all just ports of stuff that, like, doesn't matter at all. And that, like, most people probably aren't going to buy unless they're super desperate. Like, I Am Setsuna had frame rate issues on the PS4. So, like, on the Switch, which is a weaker console, like, I, it will probably just be, like, an unplayable mess. So, unless they change drastic swaths of what those skills do in that game, like, it will not run well. No one cares about Just Dance. It releases all the time on all these consoles that exist, like, anyone who was going to play The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth, like, they were not waiting for the Switch version. Same thing with, like, World of Goo. It, it just, it's very odd that they cut Wii U production so early, and these are the products they have. I, I mean, that's not the, they showed other products, uh, like, the, the new Mario game, Mario Odyssey, it looks insane. Like, I cannot wait to play super mario odyssey it's like mario and like what is the equivalent of like fake new york city with like cars and real humans and he his hat is alive and he can jump off the hat and it just looks like a fun dope time but that doesn't come out until like the holiday of 2017 so what like november possibly december that's a long time from now uh, they, they announced a Fire Emblem, like, Dynasty Warriors game that will be out around that same time frame as Mario. Uh, they're doing a port of Mario Kart 8, 
which will not have any new tracks in it, but it will have like a real battle mode because the battle mode in Mario Kart 8 sucked. Um, and it will have some new racers in it and some new cars and items. And like that is cool because I don't think that many people bought the Wii U. So if there people pick up a Switch that didn't have a Wii U, they can experience Mario Kart 8, which is possibly the best Mario Kart to date. Uh, I have yet to decide if it's better than Mario Kart Wii, but it's just odd and like that's a port so like i already own that game and the dlc on the wii u so like do i really want to spend 60 dollars to like not get a lot of new content i I don't really know um but i i think that game is a good idea but that comes out april 28th and i think that is like the next game after launch that has an actual release date which is insane because it's like almost two months after uh, they announced splatoon 2 which splatoon was huge on the wii u uh people loved it i loved it uh, gotta love Squid Kids and their sweet ink. Uh, but yeah, they're making a full-fledged sequel to Splatoon that will be out, uh, seemingly sometime this summer, so probably, like, May, June. Uh, and, like, that's cool. I will definitely purchase Splatoon 2. That sounds like a great product. Uh, I would assume that it will have the same online multiplayer, uh, and it will have some type of new single-player content. At least it better have some type of new single-player content if they're calling it Splatoon 2. There's, like, new fashion in it, all new gun types, all kinds of stuff. So, like, that's cool, but that's, like, what? Like, five games that matter coming out within the first year? And, like, yes, maybe come this December, I would, like, wholeheartedly recommend, like, yeah, get a Wii or get a Wii U. Don't get a Wii U, but uh, get a Switch. I, I Maybe come December, I can wholeheartedly recommend that to you. And, and like, I I say this as someone who, like, was going to buy this thing no matter what. And, like, I pre-ordered it as soon as I possibly could. Um, But, like, it's $300, right? And, like, unless you are the world's biggest Zelda fan, like, Zelda fan number one, or you're not someone who has to have the newest technology as it releases, uh, there's no reason for you to purchase the Switch when it comes out. Um... And like I, I say that as the honest truth. Like I was gonna, I was gonna buy this thing no matter what. And I'm hyped for Zelda. I'll try out One Two Switch. Uh, I can't wait for Mario and Fire Emblem Dynasty Warriors, Splatoon Two, all that stuff. Oh, they showed Xenoblade Two also, which they claim is coming out in 2017, but that's never going to happen. So I, that's probably why I blocked it out of my memory. But it, there, there's no reason for anyone other than like the most hardcore Nintendo fan or, like, huge Zelda fan to purchase a Switch on day one. And even then, if you are a Zelda fan who has a Wii U, Breath of the Wild is still coming out on the Wii U, not necessarily on March 3rd, but probably very around that time. Like, you might have to wait a couple weeks, but, like, paying $60 for Zelda is a lot better than paying $360 to get Zelda on the Switch and the Switch. It's just, it's weird. Um... And I I don't know how this is going to end up turning out for Nintendo. I was personally expecting a much larger launch lineup, uh, although I guess I don't really know why, because launches always are terrible, but it's just odd, and and there, like, are no real announced games in a time frame other than, like, Mario Kart 8 and, like, even Splatoon 2, which is coming out in, like, five months, four or five months. There's not an official release date on that, so, like, that'll probably get pushed as well. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're trying to do a whole, they're trying to follow in the steps of Sony and Microsoft and they're going to charge for their online service, but they haven't really said what that online service will do. 
and if it's anything like any other Nintendo online service, it will suck. I just... Uh, man. I feel like Nintendo always gets so close. Like, they're on the precipice of something amazing, and then, like, just through the sheer force of will, they, like, make it less exciting than it should be. And it's one of those things where, like, people are like, oh, they meant for the Wii to be a success. They knew, and it's like, I feel like someone tripped and the Wii fell out, and, like, it was just an accidental success that was just, like, a, a weird coincidence. Um... But I mean, hey, the Wii was successful, and I personally think that the Switch will be successful, just not near launch. Uh, it will probably not do super great. I mean, as always, they've sold out of like almost all the pre-order allotments, but like that always happens because Nintendo is a very conservative company, and they uh, underproduce uh, so that they don't have a bunch of units sitting around. But apparently pre-orders did well, so they're upping the the production on them, so who knows? And yeah, it's one of those things where, like, yes, it will be like a Nintendo console, and it will be very hard to find near launch, but like I said, there's not a huge, huge reason to own one. It's a cool, it's the coolest concept, and it is the Nintendo console I have personally dreamed of forever. I just hope that they can deliver on it. I hope that they abandon the 3DS uh, more or less, and they just put games out for it every so often, but they're not actually developing for it 100% of the time. And I, games will be seen. Uh, you know, games will come out. There's like this weird boxing game motion control thing called Arms that is a new Nintendo IP that will uh, possibly come out within the next four or five months as well. That didn't have a solid release date. It just said spring, which will probably get pushed to much later but yeah i don't know it they have a lot of things going on with not really release dates and i i, I am curious i i wait with bated breath let's say that uh the switch seems really cool and i yeah i don't know i don't know nintendo i want them to hit it out of the park with this i i crave it because i know it will be a smash hit with me but that doesn't matter. It needs to be a smash hit in sales also. And that... Nah. I can't see it. Especially... Oh, man. I didn't even talk about the accessories. So you can get a pro controller? That shit is 70 bucks! What? It's just like basically like a weird Xbox controller. And it's $70. Like... You can go anywhere and get an Xbox controller for like 40 bucks now. Why is this shit $70? Why is 1-2-Switch $50? Why is Bomberman $50? What is the pricing on this? Oh my god. But the console itself is 300 and that's fine. And you don't need the Pro Controller. But like, what is that price? It's $70. That's insane. No one's gonna pay $70 for your fucking controller. Ugh. Oh, and if you want a second set of Joy-Cons, it costs $80, but, like, I guess that makes sense because they has got all that HD rumble and the IR shit in there, and there's two of them, and, like, you gotta clamp them on the console, so there's a lot of tech, tech in there, and I get why that's $80, but, like, come on, man. $70 for, like, what is essentially an Xbox controller? You, ouch, goddamn mine. Ugh, oh, now I've upset myself, but... Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I I always it always happens where I start off really excited and then I 
go off on a wild tangent of anger and it seems like i hated the thing that i was just talking about but i think the switch is dope and i cannot wait to play it uh, march 3rd i will be at my local best buy i will hand them my credit card they will confirm that it was me that ordered it and i will bring it home and i will play zelda and i requested a couple days off from work too i think so i'll play zelda for like 48 hours straight and be very happy with it uh and then probably put the switch down until <laughs> until december but i'm excited about the switch i love nintendo and so th- that'll that'll do it for me here I, c- I could ramble forever i have many thoughts but i think i got out most of what i wanted to say uh and yeah as as always uh the theme song for this beautiful beautiful podcast is the song Sting Operation by the chiptune band Anamanaguchi. Definitely check them out. Uh, but yeah, I, I will be back next month with another podcast for your consumption. Peace out, guys.